Welcome back to Not Like a Regular Mom podcast. Today's guest is the founder of Birthday Buds, one of my favorite organizations now that I'm a mom. I feel like when you have a child, your heart kind of opens up to so many things that you never thought about before. Like your heart just breaks for kids and parents who might not even be able to enjoy like the very simple things that we obviously take for granted. Um, and there are so many organizations out there to donate to and ways to give back, especially since the pandemic has started. But Birthday Buds is so special because you make this really personal, involved, tangible difference and you're directly involved in what you're doing. And it's just become something I really look forward to doing every year. And now that I have two sons, I look forward to doing it twice a year. Um, And I really encourage all my mom friends to sign up. It's so easy to get started. And I just really wanted to spotlight them on an episode of the podcast So I am so happy to welcome Birthday Buds founder and chair, Grace Cowan, to the podcast. Hi, Grace. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're on. I can't wait to hear all about how you got this organization up and running. Um, So tell us a little about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Um, Okay, so I have, I'm a mom, number one. I am so excited to be on this podcast when I told my kids that um, I was doing it and I told them the name, they were like, oh my God, that's the Mean Girls reference. (laughs) And so we all got such a kick about it. And I was like, you know, I mean, that's me, right? And they were like, no, you're Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. You're not... You're you're not the Mean Girls mom. That's not you. That's so, hysterical. Um, so, but my kids are teen, a tween and a teen. So so you know, I guess I deserve some of the <laughs> the anger. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me about you. Who you are? What you do? Is Birthday yeah. Buds your full time job? Tell us everything. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so I am a um, a parent, a wife. And um, I started Birthday Buds about 10 years ago. Um, I just left my full-time position. I was a concert promoter. um, And we had moved from South Carolina to New York City. And um, I worked for a few years in New York City. And then just, you know, between travel, between my husband and myself, we couldn't do it with two little kids. Mm. And so um, I started just trying to figure out what, I was going to do with myself and I'm, I've always worked and I enjoy working. And so I started volunteering at um, several different places. And um, one of them was a place called room to grow. And um, through a friend, we, I was at a birthday party and she said, I know you're a volunteer at room to grow and my son's birthday is coming up and we get so many presents. Is there a way that you could connect me to um, a family that may need some things. And so I went back to them and found a child whose birthday was the exact same day as her son's and asked the mom what she needed and what kinds of things the little boy wanted. And um, from there, Birthday Buds was started. Um, And so once we did it once, I was kind of like, this this could be something. And so um, we kind of put it all together. Um, As for my family, we, we're living in New York City for 10 years, um, which was a wild and awesome experience. Um, we're Southerners, so we moved back to South Carolina. We live in Charleston uh, right about a year before the pandemic. Oh, wow. So okay. we've been, um, you know, 
back in the, the Southern life. <laughs> That's awesome. I love how it all started. That's like serendipitous. I really like how that just kind of came together. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like when you are a parent of little kids, you spend every single weekend, um, at an ice rink or a jumpy place or in someone's backyard eating cold pizza and juice drinking juice boxes in the middle of the day, staring at other parents. Right, right. And, you know, it does get, it feels a little bit excessive with the presence that you're taking a gift of Mm. something to someone that may or may not need it every single weekend. And I just, I always remember when my kids were little, I would. I loved the parents that would serve wine at the party. That, yes. was, that was my. That was always a bonus when you'd walk in and see like a cooler with a rosé on ice. That's um, amazing. I also saw a birthday party recently where they they served like canned iced coffee. In the it was like an early birthday party. I'm like that is genius. If you're going to an early, if you have an early kids birthday party, please do that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Also, like we always have, I, and I still to this day, I used when I was little, I used to make fun of my mom and aunts for this, but I have a gift closet because your week gets crazy, and then all of a sudden on Saturday, you're like, oh my gosh, what we have a birthday party today? What am I going to take? So Wait, that's genius. I keep a few, few stash. Oh my god, I'm stealing that idea. That's so great. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so. For those who don't know, tell us what is Birthday Buds? How does it work? Tell us everything. Sure. So Birthday Buds is an organization that works with other organizations who serve families um, that are struggling in some way. Um, and we, the children in their programs come to us um, at any age up to 12. And then we pair them with a child that is able to give Um, who is about the same age and has a birthday in the same month and so in the same gender Um, and so we what happens is every once you're paired you stay with that child until the 12th birthday and we get a list of, of birthday requests both from the parents so it may be essentials like clothing a winter coat a summer bathing suit um hair barrettes toothbrush you know, things that are that are in need for the family. And then we also get a list from the child of things that they would like. So, um, I mean, you know, it ranges from a book of stickers. Sometimes kids will ask for a bike sometimes. Um, and kids are kids, so they ask mm-hmm. for everything, you know. And so then it's up to the donating parent to purchase whatever they want to off of that list. And then it gets shipped to the family. Um, all communications stay through us, although a lot of times people will make a handwritten birthday card or send a note um, just to wish everybody a happy birthday. That's so sweet. It is just, there's just something so specific that I feel when I see the list. I mean, you know, <laughs> the list of like the needs really guts me. When I see, just thinking about a parent, like, okay, my child needs pants. And this year, I think because of the pandemic, the the parent requested a tablet type of thing if possible, you know, and just realizing like, oh my God, like the things that most people don't think about. And then the luxury to some people of having like birthday gifts. It just shouldn't be the case. So 
I just can't say enough about how much I love that you, you do this. It's just, it's just so amazing. So, well, um, I, I think part of it too is the tangible aspect, not just for, I mean, as a mom, I, I always say like, when you become a mom, you become every kid's mom. Oh, yeah. um, because you, you really, I, the sense of community of parents and understanding one, how difficult it is, even when you have all the things that you need to parent, it's still really, really hard. Yeah. And to, to envision, you know, when you see that list and, and a mom says, my kid needs a toothbrush, Ugh. you know, like that's understanding that, that powerless feeling of not being able to supply something very simple, but important to a child is really, really is effective. Yeah. And then I think from, you know, one of the, the additional things that I think my family has learned through the process of birthday buds from my kids is that they see the list too. So, you know, we do it, we go buy the presents together. And so my kids will often say like, well, why wouldn't the mom just buy a toddler bed or why wouldn't they? And yeah. so it, it really helps them understand a sense of community and why it's really important to have community around you mm. so that people in need can get a little bit of a lift and people that have can give. I love that. It's so true because it just becomes something that goes hand in hand with their birthday. If you start it young enough, you know, I started with my son probably for his second birthday, I think when I found out about it. And I always said, you know, for Christmas, I want to teach my kids that we should do three things. We should donate something. We should buy something for someone else. And we should make something for someone else. Like those are just things before I was a mom. I don't know if I heard it somewhere, um, but I never thought about birthdays. You know, I think that there's so, you always hear around Thanksgiving, you know, with the food drives, like they almost get inundated. And then the rest of the year, people can go hungry. So I just love that you do it around birthdays. I think that's so, that's like a really cool aspect to it. Yeah. So we've added over, we are, we, this year we're turning 10, which we're very excited about. It's our 10th birthday, double awesome. digits, um, in November. And we, um, you know, throughout our 10 years, we have, a lot of things have happened. Um, for example, Hurricane Sandy, when that mm. happened, a lot of the people in our program were really, really affected. And so we, we rallied and, um, raised some money and were able to help some people, um, with some extra things because a lot of people left their houses and I don't, I don't know if you read all this stuff from New York city, but they weren't able to get back into their houses and they left oh. thinking they were just going for a few hours. Um, around school time, we, in the past, prior to COVID, we do a backpack program where we do backpacks filled with, um, school supplies for all of our rising kindergartners. Oh my God. And then throughout the year, um, we keep a, a special fund that we raise money for that helps with things like toddler beds, um, baby cribs, new mom kits, um, just a variety of things. You know, things happen in everyone's life that creates, uh, we've had families that need to get out of their apartment because it has bed bugs. And so oh. they need to go stay at a hotel for a few nights. So we've helped with things like that. Um, we've had some really big tragedies where we've needed to step in and do some extra things. So um, we really try to not make it where it's like, this is a program that you 
you step up to, we try to make it as something that like we're a community and our community helps each other. That is so incredible. I mean, I have chills just thinking about all those things. Because like I said, these are the things that fortunately many people don't have to think about. But unfortunately, many people have to think about, you know, like there is such a need, you know, and I think that the the fact that we have to do this stuff is just really sad, you know, like, I don't know, it just breaks my heart that any kid has to suffer, you know, any parent has to, has to think about these things, but the fact that you have come up with these programs is just incredible. Yeah, it's been, I mean, I, I have to say, I, there are four of us that, um, do sort of the day-to-day programming and operations, and then, of course, we have a board, but, um, everyone it's it it doesn't feel like it's a job it really it feels like it's I keep going back to the word community but it it really is um you know a much deeper thing than just this program that that people get gifts from it's so great and and how do you primarily find the families like the families who are in need yeah, right. So so we um, initially, we partnered just with Room to Grow in New York. Mm-hmm. We wanted to start out. They typically have about 200 kids in their program. So uh, when kids would enter their program, they would then also be a part of ours. And as we've grown through the years, we found other really phenomenal partners who were doing amazing things in the community. So in New York, we partner with a group called El Nido Desperanzo. Um, the Brooklyn Kindergarten Society um, and Room to Grow are our three main partners in New York City. And then we expanded just before just before uh, the pandemic uh, started um, to Charleston, South Carolina. And so here we partner with um, a few Title I schools that we uh, work with through a group called Charleston Promise Neighborhood. And then um, a, a school down here called the Meeting Street Academy. And then we just started a partnership with a group called Halos, which is um, a kinship program. So it's for kids in the foster care system that are living with a relative. Um, They're often, when you, when you leave, when you're in foster care, but with a relative, they're not typically supported the same as foster parents. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's so, that's a whole other challenge, I'm sure. That's right. So it's so we don't have anyone sign up directly with us. There's Got not it. like a sign up page on our website for families in need to come sign up. Unfortunately, we have to we depend sort of on our partners um, to work with them to identify families that Got are it. in need. So when a child is signed up to be on the receiving end of of the program, do they know that they have like a birthday bud? Like what do they know? I've always kind of wondered this. Yeah. So. So that's an interesting thing. So, you know, when we were starting this, the the most important thing to me was not just for the donating family to feel good, that they were doing something good, which is very important, Mm -hmm. but was also really for the receiving family to, to feel empowered, to feel like this was, it was giving them a leg up. They didn't have to make the decision between paying their phone bill and buying a birthday present for their child. And so um, one of the key things of why parents don't necessarily talk is, is through an equitable lens of, you know, through donating parents may not um, 
say the right thing or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. In, in a conversation with someone who's on the receiving end. And so we keep that relationship separate. However, um, we do let the, the parent that's receiving basically decide whether or not they want to say to their child, this is from me or this is from your guardian angel uh-huh. or this is from your birthday buddy or that they, they really have the option to position it however they want, whatever feels best for their family. Um, and I, I think most everyone understands that relationship. Um, and then once the family receives the presence, we do a follow-up with them to ask, you know, how did Johnny like his toys? How did he, you know, how did everything go? How was the birthday? Mm. And then they typically either send us an email that we share with the donating parents or they'll send a note or something, you know, leave a voicemail message that we share. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. And I love that. I Even the, down to the name, like birthday bud, I think I always thought, you know, kind of gives parents the idea to, and the whole idea of it, like, oh, this is just, kids don't really know better. Like they must just think this is a normal thing. Like, oh, this little boy shares the same birthday as you. So he sent you a birthday present. I right. like, this is your birthday bud. I think it's so cute and I don't know. I think I always thought that that was like a nice way to explain it. Um, it is. And, and that's it. And, and I will say on the, you know, the, the parents that are receiving the gifts are elated. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I can't even describe the, the emails and, and notes that we get from people of, of how much of a big deal it is. Wow. You know, I could so cry. It's, it's really, um, it's a win-win all yeah. the way around, I think. It must feel so re- rewarding to be to do your job. Like you said, it doesn't feel like work. That's just, it's incredible. Yeah. So in the past 10 years, do you have an idea of about how many birthdays you have impacted? So we have um, annually just about under 2,000 kids total wow. in the program between New York and South Carolina. Um, we are receiving new kids every day, so we're always growing. So I, my guess would be in the fifteen to 20,000 range of birthdays that we've celebrated with families. That is amazing. Yeah. That is yeah. so great. And I hope it just keeps going up and up. Well, you know, you don't want that many kids to need it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, right. it's there, unfortunately. <laughs> and, and just making that connection is huge. And how did you kind of like spread the word? Was it through those organizations that you worked with? Well, like, how did you so get when we first buds? Started. I, my kids were toddlers, and um, so I was in every, you know, as new moms do. We went to Miss Missy's music class. Yeah. And we were at the jumpy gym, and we were in all the places in preschool. And so, um, I would spread the word that way. Our board is also. We all had toddlers um, at the same time, and so. It really in New York started through word of mouth. Wow. Um, and then once we, you know, after the first year or two, um, we started putting the word out there to some different mom organizations. Um, one of our good friends is a woman named Alana Wiles, who has a, an Instagram account called Mommy Shorts. Mm-hmm. And um, she she's a has a huge platform um, and, and really helped propel us in some ways, um, to, to get the word out. And then it just kind of took off like wildfire. I mean, I, 
you know, the first few years we were always worried that we don't have enough donors. And so we do keep another separate fund that's specific for when we have kids that don't have donors, we buy mm. the gifts ourselves. Mm. Um, but I, at this point we've, we have been written up in books. There's a book called how to teach your kid how to be a money genius, even if you're not. Oh. Um, and she wrote a whole chapter about us. Um, we, they're just, you know, a variety of places, but we now have donors. We now have more donors than we have kids in the program. Oh my gosh. Which is a big problem to have. Right, um, right. But we have donors from California and Washington state and we have a woman in Germany. I mean, like, it's really amazing. They're, they're in every state. I would say almost all 50 states oh with my the gosh. exception. No, we have someone from Alaska. Oh no my God. From Hawaii. That is awesome. If you're listening in Hawaii, sign up for birthday buds. Yeah, really. You know, it's funny because the power of social media is how I found out about you. I'm pretty positive. I think I remember who it was, a girl that I know posted that she did it for her son's birthday when he was like a year old. And I was just sucked in. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you know, it's this fine line of like virtue signaling. You don't want to be like, look what a wonderful person I am. Like, It's not like that. It's just like, such an easy thing to promote to say like, Hey, I do this with my kid. I'm starting this tradition. I wanted to share. It's something that I think every parent should kind of get behind. Um, but I, I have gotten questions from friends who aren't parents or grandparents, like they love it and want to get involved. And there is a way like they could just donate. Is, is there a way if you're not a parent to absolutely, I mean, anyone can be a bud. Um, one of the, I, I, in bringing up, you know, Facebook, um, we have a group that is a group of women who all lost children to SIDS. Oh my God. And they have a Facebook group and in honor of their children, they all signed up to be buds. Oh my gosh. Um, so I, that was, that one, I, I mean, even right now I start to tear up. I but, can't. Yeah. Um, you know, it was such an honor that they chose us to, um, to do that, to honor their children. And, you know, I, I, you, through this program, through doing this work, um, I have met and talked to such a, a wide variety of parents. Um, and it just is really fascinating of, we're all doing the same thing. And yet we're all very different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we're totally. We're all sort of exp- hoping for the same outcomes, right? right? You want your kid to be happy and healthy and mm-hmm. productive. Um, and so the way that everyone gets there is really fascinating. And it's it's been like an honor to be able to talk and meet and understand so many different perspectives of parenting through this work. That is so sweet and so true. It's like we really are, you know, everybody feels like not like a regular mom, like I say, and, you know, like we're all so different, but we really all want the same things. We just want to raise kind, happy, healthy children and things like this. It's like such a simple way to do it and just so awesome to me. And you've probably seen like true strength with moms and parents in general. You've probably seen things that you can't even describe. So for sure. I mean, on both on, on like, you know, every aspect of it yeah. from severe poverty, um, to losing a child, <sighs> to losing a spouse, to, um, I just across the board. Yes, right. absolutely. And, 
you know, COVID really um, was a big kicker too in, in so many different layers. Um, one is that so many people lost their jobs mm. and needed services. And um, so a lot of the partner programs that we work with, you know, really got filled up even more. And so we wound up getting a lot more families um, and at the same time, a lot of our donors lost their jobs. And so, you know, they were like, oh. we, I'm so sorry, but we can't participate this year. We're now struggling. Oh my God. Um, and so that was an interesting aspect. Um, but also the, there were so many people who then saw the world through a different lens and yes. were like, oh my gosh, what else can I do? And then they found us. So they were able to, you know, supplement for the, the people that were then struggling. So um, so that was, it, it just, it's been an interesting couple of years as, as it has for everyone. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But from a nonprofit standpoint, you know, we, we have operating funds that we, um, need to have as well to pay our staff and, um, to keep the doors open. And so we, as all nonprofits were basically shut down and not able to have, you know, their annual fundraisers. Mm. So we've had to sort of pivot and create a new style of how to fundraise. And, and I think that's actually a really good thing. Yeah. I think that exactly probably forces you to get very creative. That's right. Um, we, we opted not to do the zoom, uh, fundraiser <laughs> the first year, like everyone was doing. I think by the time we really started looking at doing it, we were all zoomed out. Oh and yeah. Like, I just can't do another. No, one. totally. That's a good call. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so the first year I think we did, we just did, um, giving Tuesday. Oh um, yeah. And that sort of, you know, replenished a little bit. And then this year, because it's our 10th anniversary, we're doing a micro fundraiser. Um, and we're going to do kind of a fun thing where you, you post a video of your child on their birthday or a picture of your child on their birthday and then tag us and then we'll be, we'll send out our Venmo and you donate 10 bucks. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. 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 So that's our, that's our pivot for the year on fundraising. That is really cool. Yeah. And how, I know you have some statistics on your website and I'm sure it's changed a lot since the pandemic, but how common is it? How common is it like that families can't afford birthday presents for their children? Like what is the need here? It's very common. Um, and, and I can't tell you how many people contest, contact us through our website that aren't in one of the programs that we work with and give us, you know, a story of like, this is what's happening to me. Is there any way you can help? Uh -huh. And um, I would love for us to get to a point where we are able to, um, to work with those families directly. Um, we're not there yet, but as we grow, that's one of our goals. Um, but the, when we first started, I, I had no idea. And the more that I've learned, um, about poverty in the United States and particularly child poverty, it's, it's a much, much bigger, um, piece of our country than I think most people recognize. Yeah. That's devastating. For sure. And, you know, there, you, you hear programs that are like, the backpack of food that kids take home for school and things like that. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of times programs similar to ours are either focused on food or focused on a holiday like Christmas right. time. Right. Um, but I think, 
you know, we forget about the summertime. Yeah. Kids need a bathing suit. We forget Ugh. about, um, there's, there typically are like a coats program at school, um, and things like that. But you, there just are so many other things that, you know, you, <laughs> you forget about. We've had kids that were having their first communion and didn't have a suit or the first communion dress and they weren't able to afford it. So, you know, we'll step in and help them with that. There are just so many everyday things that as a parent, um, it takes money to, yeah, to raise totally. a kid. And, um, so the more we can do, the better off our community is. I love that so much. Um, so what is like the most generous gift, like something that's just blown you away? Maybe not even financially generous, but what has been like the number one thing that just has stuck with you? Yeah. So we have, there's a, there's a school in Charleston, South Carolina called Charleston day. And, um, one of their teachers, um, I think it was their fourth or fifth grade teacher was found out about us and she was signed up with her kids. And then she decided that she was going to use our program for the class to do a combination math class slash giving moment. Oh my God. And so as a class, they took on three kids out of our program and we sent them the list of all the things that they needed. And it was, it varied um, from, you know, a whole variety of things, but from like a hairbrush all the way up to one little boy needed a bike so he could ride to school. So, um, the class set a budget for what they could spend. And then they went, she took them to target (laughs) and they picked out things off of the list for a class trip. And they, they had to, you know, tally everything that they were picking out and figure out how much things cost. And then they called a local bike shop and got the bike donated. Oh my God. So I love this. All three of the kids that they buddied with, um, were able to get everything off of their list and, um, and the class did it. And it was, it just was a really, uh, special experience. And so I think that to me, that's what it's all about, right. Is to, <sighs> to learn a little bit, to figure it out and make it happen. And, so that was really special. Oh my God. Do you just cry every day? Because I would I never. I do. I'm almost in tears now telling you this story. Oh. I do. Every time I tell a story, I'm like, oh, it's just so sweet. It really is. It's just, it's that tangible being right there to see it in a way, you know, it's just, there's something about it and knowing that it makes this actual real impact on a kid. I could cry. It's it's just so incredible. So I guess I don't even really have to ask, what is your favorite part of what you guys do? Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, my personal favorite part is talking to the moms yeah. in our program. I yeah. think that they are I, both the donating moms and the receiving moms. They, um, you know, there, you just find inspiration from other, and I shouldn't just say moms. We have lots of dads. Yeah, totally. You find inspiration from other parents and you know, this is hard work. It's no joke being a parent. Like totally. As Glennon Doyle said, we can do hard things. And I feel like you, the way that you are able to do hard things is by learning from other people. And, um, and I have certainly learned all sorts of tricks of the trade throughout, uh, my experience working with moms of, of all, 
of all faces. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, so what's your, what are some plans for the future of birthday buds? Do you plan on, I know you mentioned, you know, like the back to school stuff. Is that something that's kind of new or? So the back to school stuff is an old, in New York, we used to do a thing called the the back to school boutique, Mm -hmm. um, where right the week before school started throughout the year, we would collect uh, lightly used hand-me-down clothes, um, shoes, socks. Um, we'd buy a bunch of underwear. Um, and so we would have all of the families in our program come to, we would rent out a little space in the West Village and come and they could pick out, their child could pick out a first day of school outfit. And then we would give the backpacks with the school supplies so that we set it up like a store. Oh so you God, would have I that real it. shopping experience of back to school. Um, we have not been able to do that for the last couple of years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we'll, I don't know that we'll go back to the full on store, but we'll get back to something with that. Our bigger plans, you know, from a big overview is really, um, I, we'd like to expand to a couple of other cities. We have some in mind. Um, we'd like to get a, expand to some other cities, uh, both in South Carolina and New York, but also throughout the country. Um, and you know, I think that's, that's our primary goal is just to, to make it grow a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So is that through like other organizations that sort of the vision? Yeah. You know, I mean, as with every nonprofit, it, it all comes down to finance. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And so in order for us to expand to other cities, we need to bring on additional staff and, we do not receive any um, government funding. Mm. We receive all private donations. So, you know, every year um, we are doing that hustle of, of yeah. um, you know, working to, to increase our budget um, and increase our donations. So um, as that grows, as it does annually, um, we look at how we can best use that to grow. That's so great. Yeah, I hope I really I, I would love to see this just keep growing because I think that you I, I just love how everything I didn't even know about the back to school thing. I love how you set that up. It's just so I don't know. There's something so special about how you guys approach all this stuff. I so creative, honestly. Um, I it, it always shocks me that it, you guys are really only primarily in those two cities right now because you run such a solid organization. It's just so impressive. So I think that so so back to when I asked earlier, you can donate just like straight donate on your website. Then if you don't have that's kids, right. like that's a way to get involved. So that's right. I hope everybody who's listening right now just like heads right over to there. (laughs) And did you have any big, is that your big plan for giving Tuesday? You said. So we'll do, so our birthday is uh, November 10th. And this is our 10th anniversary. Got it. So um, I think what we'll do is of course we'll do like a little something on giving Tuesday, but November 10th will really be, you know, our our big day of, of giving. That is um, so awesome. Our big promotion. Um, But we're, you know, we're, people donate throughout the year yeah. and we do, um, we do some other small things. Like we'll do a little luncheon fundraiser. We're always trying to come up with, you know, creative ways, but it's because one of our biggest problems with donations is that most people just see us as like the tangible birthday presents, mm. give to, you know, yes. kid. um, but 
we do in fact <laughs> have to raise actual cash. Yeah, you have employees. <laughs> Yeah. I wish that was not part of this of this job, but right. it is. I know, I know. And it's true. I think people forget that with a lot of organizations, like there are employees that have to keep it all going. <laughs> you That's know. right. We have to keep the, the lights on and yeah. the computer programs running. Totally. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so do you have a piece of solicited parenting advice that you would like to share from all of your, your, your 10 years, especially of wisdom doing this and years of being a parent? Well, so, th- so this is like my favorite thing to say, I, because my kids are a little older, I have an 11 and 14 year old daughter, daughters. Um, I, I just remember my husband traveled a lot for work and um, I was home with the kids by myself a lot when they were toddlers and the days were the longest 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 days yes I just remember being like when is dinner time and then bath and then bed when will that get here time seemed to stand still and at the same time everyone that I would meet would be like oh it goes by so fast it goes by so fast yeah I was like no it doesn't it doesn't it stands still and so now that my kids are older, people are now saying that to me even more often, like, oh, it goes by so fast. And I think that I still have this, like, PTSD left over from toddler time of, like, it did not go fast. Yeah. Being a little faster now, but it did not go fast. And so I think my advice is that it doesn't really go fast, that it takes a long time. Yeah. And people tell you it's that it's that famous saying of, uh, the years are short, but the days are long Totally, and you get through it and it's awesome. And you look back on it when your kids are older and think, Oh, that was so cute, but I wouldn't want to go back to that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so in it. I have, I have a four, a five month old and a four and a half year old. So yeah. I'm very much in that where I'm counting You're down to bedtime. Yeah. And I think that that's a really sane way to look at it because I every time somebody is like oh you're gonna miss it I'm like what am I gonna miss you're not missing anything no you're not (laughs) like they're so cute yeah and you know somebody also phrased it uh in a different way just like that too that I loved and she was like it's not so much that it goes by so fast it's just that you're surprised at how early they can be a little bit more independent right you know like that's kind of, that I can see that that part has gone fast, but <laughs> right. Well, I think too with there's what's that famous saying? Um, my last kid is the kid I wouldn't let my first kid play on the playground with. Oh my god, I never heard that. That's so funny. So you because you're such a different mom as your kid as you have more children. Oh yeah, your your ability to see and not see things changes. Oh yeah. I always feel kind of bad that my first son was a little bit of a rough draft. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's why the first kid is always like really deep thought. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're a little more introspective. Yeah. The kids after that, they're all wild. See, I feel like I have opposite right now, but I think that my little one is currently just terrified of my older one. They have a big age gap. But yeah, that's really funny. That is so funny. Yeah, I feel guilty about that that parenting whole rough draft thing with the first kid, but it seems to work out for most parents. I mean, yeah, you can't. You, you, they'll be great. Yeah, they'll exactly. Be great <laughs> exactly. 
Oh my gosh. So was there anything else that you wanted to add? I want you to plug everything. I want everybody listening to head to your websites and your socials and everything. Yeah. So our social is, uh, our Instagram is probably our most active, um, thing. We try to post every Tuesday and we try to keep our Instagram super light and funny. Um, and so that's, uh, at birthday buds, I think is our Instagram. And then um, we have Venmo. So if you feel like Venmoing us for our 10th birthday, you can Venmo us at, at Birthday Buds. That is awesome. Um, if you have more, in, if you want more information on our website, which is birthdaybuds.org, um, there's an entire layout of exactly how the program works, and it's done through a list of questions. Um, so it's every question we could come up with that we've been asked, and then an answer to what that is. Um, yeah. And if you want to sign up, we, we do have, um, some kids that are in need of donors still, um, not a ton. So it's not, you know, a guaranteed match right away when you sign up, but we, we always love to have, um, new families as donating partners. That's awesome. So if, if someone has multiple kids and they want to sign up right now, is it like a one shot, like sign up all at once we'll we'll enter all three of them into our program and try to match as many of them as we can as quickly as we can that's so great Um, most kids one thing you know a lot of times people will find out about us and say oh my kid's birthday is this month i'm gonna sign up so we can send gifts we pair our families usually three months or more out so if if you sign up in the same month that is your child's birthday they they unlike it's unlikely that they would be matched that month that's good to know that's actually really good to know Oh my gosh. It has been so great to speak with you. I feel like I want to cry, but like in a happy end sad way. Like there's so many things that you said that just, oh my God, I don't know. I I don't know how you, I would need waterproof makeup every day doing your job. Oh my gosh. It was such a pleasure to speak with you and meet you. And you are such a special person. The things that you do and the way that you do it is so amazing. So thank you so much. I'm so honored that you have me on your, your show. This is so cool. It's my first podcast. Oh my gosh. You should be on a million. Exciting. I'm so happy. (laughs) And did you want to plug anything else before we kind of wrap everything up? Um, I, I think that's all I'll do. I mean, Perfect. I do have a political podcast, but I don't know how um, political your audience is. Oh, you are so more than welcome to plug anything anything else that it's, you're doing. Yeah, it's a, I'm, I do, it's a, called an Instacast, and it's like a, um, it's, it's history as it applies to um, current politics. That's so, so great. It's, it's like context surrounding things that are happening right now. Like, what does the deficit mean? Or what's the difference between the budget and the deficit, things like that. Um, the Supreme Court has been a big one. So it's lots of history. And I live in Charleston, South Carolina. So it's, there's, you know, there's lots of South Carolina history, but also for the country. And it's, it's at Southern Woman's Guide to Politics. Oh, I cannot wait to check that out. That's very cool. I love Instacast too. That's very, that's different. I yeah. never heard about that. <laughs> I love well, it. I, I'm a mom, and the one thing I can do every day with regularity is check Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. I may not drink enough water or sleep enough, yep. but I am on Instagram. <laughs> That's right. And they know what I need. That is hilarious. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much again. Well, thank you. And I'm so 
happy to be on your show. It's so exciting, Michelle. Thank you so much oh, for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. So head to birthdaybuds.org and donate now and spread the word because this is my favorite organization. So thank you so much again, Grace. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at not like a regular mom podcast. And you can also email me at not like a regular mom podcast at gmail.com.